gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, tonight, D-Generation X proudly brings to you the greatest show on earth. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Joe Black, Chris Mindell, the Sons of Slam podcast. one of my favorite songs ever from one of my favorite movies ever but it's Huey it was, it was Huey Lewis's birthday yesterday so happy birthday to Huey Lewis happy birthday Huey Lewis and uh, what other songs does Huey Lewis sing uh, he has uh, uh, I Want a New Drug uh, Hit to be Square mm, none of them are ringing on the bell I'm not going to lie let's see if I have some more here and which typical 80s movie was it? Because I'm going to mix the other one with the other one, and I'm going to sound like an idiot. This, this one? Yeah. Back to the Future? Okay, thank you. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot about that part. I definitely forgot about that part. Heart and Soul. I thought it was like a... So my point being is yes, that please, please. I mix up the, the 80s movies, uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's, and 16 Candles. Two totally different movies, okay. Two completely different movies. Sure. They're the same movie in my brain. <laughs> that's just weird. Because <laughs> I've never seen them fully. One is from the... And I'm pretty sure Molly Ringwald is in both of them. Jeez. <laughs> you're mixing uh, Molly Ringwald with Audrey Hepburn? Is that what you're doing? All right. Then what other movie was Molly Ringwald in? Uh, it was... Breakfast Club, 16 Candles. Breakfast Club. That's what it is. <laughs> okay. So that... N- n- never mind. Let me, let me bring it back. I mix up Breakfast at Tiffany's and Breakfast Club. Got it. Those are the ones I mix up. Again, two totally, totally different. Two completely different movies. Uh-huh. But the 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 title is somewhat similar, so I just it just it fucks up in my brain. Like this is so close that they screw you up. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Sons of Slayer. My name is Chris Mindell, along with the Reaper, Mister Joe Black, and Huey Lewis. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Huey, you? You? No. Cool. Good. Thanks. He's, 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 <laughs> he's singing. He can't. He can't talk right now. Yeah. Um, God, I love that movie. Just awful, awful. How much I love it. Um, we had. Yeah, it is weird. It is. Weird. Although my favorite movie is is a little weirder. What's that? My favorite movie of all time is Raiders of the Lost Ark. Why is that weird? 
much because I'm I was born like 18 years after it was released. Okay. And yet somehow you're it's just people people don't expect it. No. That, that's that's all. Well, good. first of all, I say my favorite movie is Raiders of the Lost Ark. Half the people I tell that to, they go, "What?" Well, I mean, why? and I go, "I just can't." It's one of the. It's what it is. Uh, one of the greatest movies of all time. Also, yeah, widely regarded as one of the greatest movies of all time. Also yeah. on the top hundred of AFI's you know greatest movies ever. So yeah, it, it's fine. It's fine to have that movie. Did you see the new one? I did. I just saw it yesterday. What did you think? I didn't see it yet. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Oh. Okay, so let me. Ah, uh, here we go. <laughs> no, 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 no. I loved it. Okay, I okay. loved it. But I'm an, I, I'm, I'm an indie mark. Okay. Yeah, uh-huh. But so, you, did you like Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? Because that movie sucked. All right, I'm gonna mute your mic. Cause... Um, <laughs> you liked it. Yo, let me tell you something. Okay. You like the, the swinging, the swinging mutt with the with the monkeys Can, behind him. Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is a very underrated movie. Oh Lord. Okay. With all that being said, yes, obviously it is tied for worst with Temple of Doom. And the only reason is because uh, uh, Raiders and and um, The Last Crusade are just that good at fucking movies. Yeah. The Temple of Doom. Plain and simple. I, I, I like But I, I will really tell like you this without giving away any spoilers. I really like Temple of Doom, by the way. But go ahead. Oh, I love too. Short Round is amazing. It's amazing. Absolutely. But The Last Crusade. I mean, come on! Know, it's it's, it's a it's, it's a better movie. It is. It is. It is. Um, without giving away any spoilers, I ju- will just say this: Did you ever see The Irishman? I have not. With Bob De Niro and and Al Pacino, and Joe Pesci, and no, I have not. Well, they they CGI Robert De Niro to be like thirty years younger for some scenes. Okay. Okay. One of those scenes in that movie is him like beating the shit out of some kid and he's throwing kicks and you can just clearly tell no matter what CGI does, if the basis of it is an 80 year old man having to stomp someone, Uh it's going to look like an 80 year old man stomping someone in a 30 year old body. I'll say less. Okay. I gotcha. I gotcha. Okay. with, With all that being said. Yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. I know that Harrison Ford can run. Okay. Just like, like physically, I know he can run. Just not like, not like he used to. Not like he used to. And definitely not the CGI 30 years ago version <laughs> that they placed in this movie. Okay. Other than that, uh, the principle of it, the, the whole story behind it was fucking incredible. Okay. I loved every second of it. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to hear that. Uh, and also, there's one character. I won't give it away because I don't know if they were announced to be on there if it's a surprise mm. but there is one character from the past who comes back and they look they they have aged since the last movie that they were in mm-hmm. in the indiana jones uh franchise mm-hmm. I, harrison ford is aged we all know this sure we've seen it okay but this person aged wildly <laughs> <laughs> not a good way, huh? Yeah. Okay. We'll just leave it at that. I don't want to give away any spoilers, like I said. But hit me up if you want. I'll just tell you. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to go see it. So I'll, I'll definitely go see it. Also, by the way, just so you know, mm. you, my friend, will be the youngest person there. <laughs> 
See, I like I like being the youngest person. It's it's rare, but I, I'm I like being the youngest person in a room. Okay, I, like I I don't think I've ever been to a movie where I legitimately looked around and I was the youngest person. And I should have put two and two together because it's my favorite movie, but it is also my grandfather's favorite movie. Rest in peace. Mm. And he died in '97. Okay. Mm. So going in, I should have been like, oh, yeah, this is going to be a lot of old timers. Now, I did go with my other two grandparents who are currently living. I took them to the movies because my grandfather wanted to see it and all that. Look at you. Very nice grandson. So when I walked in and I looked around and I just saw white hair everywhere, Mm -hmm. I go, oh. And then I saw all the people start to leave and I go, oh, I'm legitimately the youngest person in this entire place. It's nuts. Uh, I mean, it is your, it, it is a, a, a older skewing movie since it started in the in 80, what, 83? 81. 81. Yeah. So. But I'm, I'm, I'm excited and I'm glad to hear that it's uh, at least better than King of the Crystal Skull. That was just ridiculous. I didn't do much research on this, but I know for a fact that they didn't win in 2008 when uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull came out. But all the other years, the the better Indiana Jones movies, mm-hmm. I think the 49ers might have won the Super Bowl that year. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You want to put a bet on it now? No, <laughs> not yet. I, I'll take the field. <laughs> 49ers versus the field. <laughs> take the entire field. Uh, no, I'll give you two chances. I'll go two to one. That's yeah. about it. <laughs> I'll give you two teams uh, to my 49ers, and if none of them win, neither of us no, win. No bet. All Speaking right. of bets, mm. goddamn. Uh, Speaking void. of bets, we had a pay-per-view this past. I'm sorry. Uh, no, no, we didn't have a pay-per-view. We had an international premium live event. Yes, the IPLE. Yep. The IPLE, <laughs> correct. The IPLE. <laughs> yes, we did. The IPLE. Yes. couple surprises, a couple returns. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know what? You want to talk about it now? Or you want to wait till uh, till we go through all the, the smaller stuff first? Let's talk about it now. It was the first thing that happened this week, anyway. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm I'm all in here. Okay, so let's do it. Um, well, first of all, what did you think of the entire IPLE? Uh, oh, no, I liked it. I liked it. The only reason I say that is because the person I predicted to win didn't win. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. That's why I go, if I had predicted both people to win, I would have been like, that was one of the best fucking <laughs> money the banks I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> of course, because it's what I picked. <laughs> now, this is how I know that this was a Triple H run event because none of our picks or, or the picks that won for both, nobody had. And so you know what? No. Actually that's that's no. not true. Who had who had Eo Sky? Oh, that's true. Who, who Dave had... LaGreca did predict Damian Priest, and I was listening to it and I go, Oh. Right after, like right after Money in the Bank, it, it had come on and I go, Damian Priest, huh? Look hmm. at you. Interesting. Okay. Nobody saw that coming. Yeah. Uh I think <laughs> I think from now on, I'm just gonna I'm, I'm full disclosure. And just so you know where my mind's going to be from now on. Every time there's a fan favorite, I'm going to go third in line. So whatever the fan favorite is, which would be LA Knight, whatever the obvious choice would be in Logan Paul, 
I'm going to go third, whoever I think of, of whoever's remaining. It wouldn't be Ricochet or Shinsuke uh, or Butch. Yeah, it would be Damian Priest. I think that's good. But be- hang on a second. Fourth in line would be Butch, which is the funniest thing about it. Which, by the way, uh, I don't know if you caught this uh, on the on the broadcast, but they had <clears throat> they were going through the match, and uh, we're just jumping back and forth here with with this one with the first one here. But Michael Cole made a slip as far as saying Mister. He paused and then he said Butch, as if he was I don't know if he was trying to or if he had money Mister Money in the Bank just already preloaded in his mind to say it or if he was there was something in the we we were watching it. And uh, shout out to Stephanie's uh, fiance Patrick. He pointed it out. He goes, he, he just, "Oh, congrats!" Yeah, yeah. They, uh, did I not tell you about this? Song? No. Oh, yeah. They're uh, <laughs> gonna listen to this show. live on air reaction. So <laughs> they're gonna listen to the show. <laughs> the, the the best. It was one of the best, greatest proposals I've ever seen because they had it. They had us come to Buffalo Wild Wings of White Plains, and we stood. Oh. We stood because that's where that was their first date, and they we stood up on the balcony watching this entire awkward scene and god i love them but it was the most surreal situation watching people eat around them while there was a proposal going down and he's on one knee in the front entrance of a buffalo wild wings it was hysterical (laughs) and sweet all at the same time (laughs) and i i commend them (laughs) and i love them dearly uh so shout out to them and congratulations to them but patrick did point out the fact that michael cole had said Mr. And then he paused and then he said Butch. I was like, is something going to happen with Butch and he's going to win this whole damn thing? But but alas, he did not. Um, huge pop. I love a good white trash proposal. I- <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to put that I don't in know there. If it was so white trash as if it was just like. It was Buffalo su- Wild Wings, dog. But it was sweet. You said Buffalo Wild Wings. I go, it kind of. I thought it was sweet that they he popped the question at their first date spot it's sweet. It's sweet. It's the first date spot. I get that. But, it's, but, but you're saying it's outside looking in. Mm-hmm. Buffalo Wild Wings proposal is a little white trash. I'm just saying. I can say that. I am white trash. Joe Black, everybody. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, there you go. I'm here all week. He's here all week. Try to feel. LA Knight, huge Tip pop. waiters. Huge pop for LA Knight. I mean, just absurd how popish. Yeah, I. He's getting. I wonder where this is going to end up. Uh, I was going to say, it looks like he's going after Austin Theory um, with some of these. Uh, uh, videos that are coming out for his like the uh, the house shows that he's doing, a lot of U.S. title talk. So I I think at some point if he didn't win this belt, they're gonna kind of push him along. And I think right now it'll probably be the better bet to have him have that belt because I hate to say it, but Austin's really not doing much of anything for this belt. And He's not doing anything right now. He did at first. He did at first. And he then, did carry it at first pretty well. If, but if, now it's not really amounting to to all of much. If it wasn't going to happen for him when he beat Cena and they didn't tout it as much as they should have and it meant absolutely nothing, then that should have kind of been a, a, a clue as to what was going to happen for the next couple months after. And we are here in July after Mania and this this character, much like it was said online too yesterday. Much like Grayson Waller, it's it's not really the talent is there. Obviously, they, like the the two of them can go. We we've seen it in NXT. We're, we've seen it in WWE with Austin Theory is an amazing wrestler. Entertainment wise, I, I don't know. It just it still kind of leaves something to be desired. And again, this is a McMahon guy, and with a, with his 
trajectory of performance be better if McMahon was actually at the helm now, or if it, right now we no, no pun intended, but we have Hunter <laughs> at the at the helm, and he kind of once he took over, Austin kind of took a step back from being in the limelight, even though he's still the champ and he's still holding the belt right now, but. I don't know. I, I feel like there should be more to his character, more to him, and there's not. I don't think he should have won Money in the Bank last year. I think that was a detriment to him in the long run mm. because he just ended up losing it. If they had the two belts last year, mm. I would have said uh, Austin Theory would have cashed in on that title and he would have been a main event player by now. All right. But they didn't, so they so he's not. <laughs> That's Plain and simple. Plain and simple. Did you see the video of those uh, of those live events that's going around that that LA Knight was talking about possibly retiring because he couldn't get it done in Money in the Bank right. and all that? Yeah, yeah. You know what I thought of? Hmm. Mark Henry in the salmon jacket. No, I'm aware of that. Yes, you are. Okay. The night that Mark Henry quote unquote retired on television, and then John Cena was there, and he raised his hand, and then he delivered the world's strongest slam. Yes, yes, I do remember that. Yeah, the salmon jacket. Everybody knows the salmon jacket. I, I don't remember the salmon jacket, but now I have to look that up. It is the largest and the pinkest jacket in the world. <laughs> okay. Mark but uh, Henry. It gave me vibes of that. Salmon. I was like, suit. what if oh, the salmon suit. LA Knight comes out, starts teasing his retirement, and then all of a sudden, whoever's a champ comes out, boom. Blunt force trauma to the head. <laughs> I love that that's the name of his finisher. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think that should be on on uh, Most Wanted Treasures, by the way. If someone could find that salmon suit. I bet he still, I bet Mark still has it. I, I bet some. And that's why it's not going to be on Treasures yet. Mark Henry reveals whereabouts of salmon suit. Oh, well, please hold, hold on. That's live after signing with AEW. Live uh, journaling. Live, live journalism, I'm sorry. Ambushing John Cena to earn himself a championship match. Speaking on oral sessions with Renee Paquette. That's how you know it's, it's an old article, oral sessions. Uh, Henry revealed that WWE currently has possession of the iconic jacket. He doesn't even have it. It's in WWE archive as we speak. If I want it back, I can get it, but I think the memory of that was there, and I have no problem with it. The fans will be able to see it. I'm coming over here fresh. He's talking about going to AEW. Um, I got a lot of compliments on my blue blazer. I came out with blah, blah, blah. That's all, all, <laughs> all, all AEW stuff. But yeah, so if you want to go uh, see it on tour, <laughs> it's in WWE Archive. As if they it, just need to have a f one standing Hall of Fame. That's exactly what I've been saying. Like forever. Cooperstown. Just yes. have one place. Just have it in the in – the, you can have the annex of the WWE <clears throat> building, the new one in Stanford – have a separate room where you know the fans can go in there and not into the, into the corporate building because the lord knows that thing is like that's like fort knox trying to get in that thing um and then yeah you have the paid admitted admission just fort go. mac the what i said fort mac fort mac <laughs> fort titan uh fort titan would have been better yeah there you go uh, uh uh by the way that 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 botch spot still looked hot I got to tell you, Ricochet and Logan Paul. Uh, up, oh, my God. That the, was nuts. The middle rope and just bashing each other in the head uh, doing that. That was ridiculous. What, what is that spot called? Spanish. It was supposed to be a Spanish fly. A Spanish fly off the, off the middle rope. It was supposed to be well, here's the, the thing. Rope. I think they were supposed to go from the ladder through the table. I thought they were supposed to go. No, they were supposed to go from the ladder to the top rope and then from the top rope to the Spanish fly. 
on Santana. Oh. Because at least so regardless, at least there they were higher, so they could have cleared it without you know being on the middle rope and then have bashing both of their heads and having you know Logan Paul just slice his shoulder. Oh, so that's what happened. Logan Logan was actually turned the wrong way. If that was the spot and they were both going for a Spanish fly, Logan would have been backwards. Right. Logan would have landed backward. He would have landed back down and uh Ricochet would have landed face down. On his face, right. Right. Yeah. But instead they both landed on their heads. <laughs> but instead they both landed on the side of their heads, yes. <sighs> crazy, crazy insane spot. Um, that was scary. Yeah, very scary. Uh, and several times with with La Knight on the on the ladder, and then with uh, Damian Priest at the end there, uh, coming up and grabbing him and giving him the choke slam. He felt he he slipped, grabs, uh, get back on the ladder and grab the briefcase, and we have a new Mister Money in the Bank, and that is Damian Priest. Uh, Can we just shout out? I, I want to give a shout out to the MVPs of the Money in the Bank ladder matches, both of the Money in the Bank ladder matches. Mm. And that was whoever made the ladders for those matches. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Because I don't know if it was no give good old great British steel <laughs> or if they flew that in from America yeah. and it came straight out of Pittsburgh. But God damn, no were give. those solid steel. No, no wood there. No give whatsoever. No fake wood ladders that are painted silver. <laughs> These were all just... Mm. That is good craftsmanship right there. Oh man, that was that was nuts. Uh, the the more nuttier spot in well, the two to the two nut spots were <laughs> uh, pause Ricochet and Logan Paul, and then uh, in the ladies match with uh, Zelina. God, that we'll get that we'll get to that in a second. Um, we had the women's tag team championship with Ron. Oh, I just want to point one thing out. Sure. I did love the. Crazy bruiser, uh, bruiser weight chance for, for Butch. Yeah, uh, and give him his fucking name back. Get, damn it, you should have done it there. Pete Dunn. It's Pete Dunn. Imagine just out of nowhere they would have introduced Pete Dunn. The place would have gone nuts. Fucking blew the roof off. Nuts. And and even as the hometown boy, L.A. Knight still had more of a pop. They were still more. Well, yeah, more I mean, no shit. It. I mean, what isn't that kind of weird though? No. So if you had if you had a whole if you had a match of six guys, five of them from Britain and one of them from America, and the 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 match was happening in I don't know the middle the Midwest. Uh huh. If he's a if he's a face, and there was a uh, a British guy that was more over, it's we we would still cheer. I know Americans are very patriotic. We would cheer that that Brit more than than the American. Regardless, regardless you, of you, level of popularity, you can't make that comparison. Okay, fine. You can't make that comparison because sure. number one, they weren't in America, so it wasn't an American boy. I'm just. You got to say like it wasn't American. Okay, boy. all right, all right, all right. Yeah, ready? Let, let's do it like this. I'm gonna fantasy book kind of a Money in the Bank ladder match from I don't know 1997. Sure. And I hope that my fucking brain is on point with this. But let's just say you forget the word brain. during <laughs> a ladder match in uh, 1997, sure. a money in the bank match in 97. Sure. If the British Bulldog, let's say, was in there mm-hmm. and also in that match, Stone Cold Steve Austin was in there. Do you think that the British Bulldog is going to get a bigger pop? So let's talk SummerSlam. 
when it was British Bulldog versus Bret Hart. Okay. Yes. It's a Canadian. Okay, so it's still another country. But yes. That's a good point. But yes, British Bulldog, huge pop. As coked out as he was in that match. But I don't, he was not on coke, my friend. Yeah, he was. I don't think that was coke. I think it was pills. No, he was, apparently, according to stories, he was coked out of his head. I thought it was pilled out of his head because no, yeah. he couldn't fucking function. Coke, but from due to cocaine. <laughs> yeah, but that would make you more hyper. It's, I thought he was, I thought he took downers, is my point. No, that's uh, not from all the stories I've ever heard. SummerSlam, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> so we can continue on. British Bulldog, 1992. I, and... yeah. Bret Hart was, uh, Bret Hart, uh, it's the Bret Hart versus Stone Cold Steve Austin dilemma. Who's a bigger star ever in the history of pro wrestling? Uh, I mean, ultimately. That's why I went Stone Cold versus versus uh, Davy Boy instead of Brett and Davy Boy. What did it say? Amphetamines? So it says, in a match he would later consider the greatest of his career, Brett would have to carry Bulldog through the entire match as he forgot everything he was supposed to do. It resulted from many unfortunate choices leading up to their match. Um, I don't think this is going into. What are those unfortunate choices? Yeah, that's what it's not telling me. You need to go into Vice. Vice will have that article. He was mainlining crack cocaine, liquid form, straight into his pee hole. It was nuts. That's the type of fucking. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> From Vice. <laughs> right into his pee hole. Um, according to What Culture, which I'm going to reference a little later on. 10 drug scandals wrestling uh, didn't want you to know about. Number 10, British Bulldog was messed up on crack at time of SummerSlam 92 okay. Classic. Yeah. All right. I'll give you that. So yeah. technically, you were also I not was, right. Well, technically, I was half you, wrong. You were closer. I you was were closer, closer because it's the same substance, just in rock form. <laughs> so yes. A, if we want to get technical, you're right. I was wrong. Got it. And cheaper. And very much cheaper, yes. All you need much is, cheaper. All you need is a spoon. Drugs, kids. Uh, back to money in the bank. Uh, what a segue. Yeah, let's get back on track. Let's stop talking about crack. That's... <laughs> I was looking forward to our... How did we get from a Buffalo Wild Wings uh, <laughs> proposal to crack cocaine what a... on a wrestling podcast? Welcome to Sons of Slam. What, what a... I was looking forward to the crack talk. <laughs> if so fortunate they have crack talk on this show. Uh, Ronda Rousey versus and Shayna Baszler versus Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez. Speaking of crack. Speaking of crack? Yeah, crack. she cracked her in the head. Oh, got it. Uh, what did you think I was going to say? I don't know. Like butt crack? No. I don't know where you're going with that. I was really hoping that the women's money in the bank match was going to be next. I would have made a better joke. Mm. No, sorry. Uh, Liv Morgan again. It's continuously just over. I, I, I'm, I'm all for it. I, that I, I commend her for uh, this match. And yes, go ahead. The thing about Liv Morgan is that she's been over. But she seems like she's more over since her return. Like the last couple of days. Like, like Liv Morgan has just been taking little tiny steps with every iteration of herself to get more over. It was like the money in the bank, the cash in. She got more over. Then she lost the title. Then she got this new edge when yeah. she turned. She didn't really turn heel, but she uh, she got hardcore, hardcore I guess. Sure. When she had that match with Ronda. Yep. And then it just kept on going. But the, the tag titles, it gets very dicey with those. Hmm. Yeah, because because granted, they I guess they are a tag team now, but they were. Uh, you're better off having a blind eliminator tournament or some <laughs> bullshit. I don't know. You know who's doing that? 
Um, yeah, you know, I, I I hear what you're saying. I, I I get it. I feel like the problem is and has been that WWE has done a piss poor job of maintaining these belts. Uh, they were at, at least at least in in this grouping of these four women. They you know whoever won this match it would have been good to have those belts. But the way that this went down was so bonkers that everybody everybody and if you if you said you if you're going to say that you saw this coming you're you're full of shit but everybody and their mother you saw it coming you're full of shit um <laughs> was like what 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 what's what's happening here um yeah so Shayna Baszler basically in the middle of the match just turning on Ronda immediately like there's no no warning no lead up no I botched this move and I hit you in the face by accident so you're going to come after me no she just immediately attacked her and Ronda took the pin Took, she took the beat down from Raquel and Liv after Shayna left, and we have new women's tag team champions, all well and good. What the hell happened with Ronda and Shayna? That was all explained on Raw, and I will say this, which I've never said before, Shayna had her best promo of her life. Yeah. That promo on Raw was absolutely absurd and amazing, and the, anytime you can get, look at me when I'm talking to you, into a promo, you got my attention. And then to lead into... That from from that to getting smacked in the face by a knee, which watching that on, on repeated uh, viewings, God, good God, it looked like she really cracked her in the head. <laughs> and so, what? Well, where- the good thing is that you know, <clears throat> Ronda Rousey was at one point the greatest female professional fighter in history. She has had a slight fall from grace. <laughs> I remember. Uh, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the fact that she can get cracked in the head and be okay. Oh yeah. Well, right. I mean, she she can pull that off. Uh, this all, I, I think, is very cool that the two of them being as really best friends as they as they are. Uh, that the talk has been Ronda Rousey and her contract is set to expire, according to Dave Meltzer, uh, set to expire sometime either on or after SummerSlam, and so we're setting this match up to lead to that MMA style fight. Um, but again, that the the whole promo that that Shayna cut and Ronda just laying back and and letting and taking it from Shayna was one one of the best, uh, not one of the best, the best promo that she's she's ever had. Um, so it's, it's good on her, and I'm I'm looking forward to this this whole segment, uh, this whole feud, and it, it's a weird. I was just talking to somebody yesterday about this. It's a weird thing to see Ronda in the in her first iteration of her character um you know coming out with the rock and going against triple h and stephanie at wrestlemania to having a you know main event match even though she was carried through most of it she still pulled her own weight and then her second go around was definitely not as popular as her first and i'm just i i I just always will wonder if people just got tired of her it was their fatigue ronda fatigue um but yeah it was just it, it her first character who's definitely not as popular as, as this time around um face, well, do you think she was not? who ronda i'm saying face or heel it, it's oh. either way yeah it's if you had told me that when i saw ronda and shana get together on tv i go okay this is perfect they're gonna get together they're gonna run through everybody and then they're going to turn on each other. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they're going to get there, but they will turn on each other eventually. Like, right. I did have that thought. Sure. If you had told me 
that you think that it was going to happen to money in the bank, I would have said you're full of shit because the call of it happening that early would have been fucking nuts. Right. Right. Nobody thought it was going to happen that early. People thought it was going to happen. It's just a natural progression for any tag team. Right. But, uh, Shayna is the face of this, which is funny because she turned heel. Like that was a heel turn, what she did. It was a heel turn move, but the it was a heel move. There we go. That's what I want to say. It was a heel move, but the the result of the promo leads you to believe that she is the face because she's the one that brought her in. She's the one you know, for all her complaints. I owe you explanation. No, I owe you nothing, and this is why. And like, well, think about this: if you had heard booze behind what Shayna was saying, you would have said she was the heel. All of what you said could be turned into a heel promo. It, it could, but it wasn't. It was. It was. It turned into uh, you. You've done me wrong, and this is what I'm about to explain to you. And then she did. But it's all on the crowd. That's my point. And the crowd. The crowd is telling is telling us that she's going to be the face the of this. face, right? Because nobody likes Ronda. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Which leads to my point as far as where she was and where she came from and where she is now, like her progression or degression, kind of. Is it's a weird situation for her, and you know it's it's as the baddest woman on the planet. Commend I commend her always for not doing the part time schedule, even though she you know she's con- contracted from a certain time. She played all the dates, you know, and and good on her. She's she's not pulling the Brock Lesnar or coming every five seconds or, or Logan Paul. Would like, she had been bigger if she did pull the Brock Lesnar? Probably because you wouldn't have the the Ronda fatigue that we're having now. Yeah, I, I don't know. What a shame. Tis, but I look I, again. I look forward to that match at uh, at SummerSlam. Um, Before we move on, I saw a funny clip of Ronda Rousey recently. Have you ever seen the Entourage movie? I have not. All right, so Ronda Rousey makes an appearance in this, and this mm-hmm. is probably like one of her first stints into acting. Mm-hmm. I guess it was one of the funniest lines because I forget. Like Ronda Rousey isn't she's an actor. Like she can do this, kind of ish. Sure. Ish, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you see her progression from I don't know, the Fast and the Furious to where she is now, mm. way different. Yeah. But the funniest thing about all this is that all the entourage guys go into this UFC gym, and you see all four horsewomen there. But the clip, uh, like the main clip of it, just shows Ronda and Shayna behind her. Mm. I was like, oh shit, that's hilarious. It's- turtle goes turtle goes i just want to come here and ask you out and he's talking with ronda and all that shit and i go wow this is a long time ago bold 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 of turtle (laughs) bold way bold she goes he's like what do i gotta do do i gotta get in the ring with you and he goes if i last two minutes or if i last uh He's like, if I can last 30 seconds, uh, I'll t- let me take you out on a date. Mm. And she goes, if you last a minute, I'll, 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 hang on. I need to get this out correctly. Sure. <sighs> she goes, if I last a minute or if you last a minute, I'll let you fuck me. Oh. I go, all right, Rhonda. <laughs> okay. All right, Rhonda. And uh, it lasted like what, five seconds. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, no, I think it was like 15, 20. He lasted. <laughs> But ten, like fifteen of those seconds was in an arm bar. Right. Oh, yeah, you'd be done. <laughs> and her just taunting him, going, "If you don't tap, I'll crack your arm." 
She's like, tap, tap. And he's like, how much time? He's like, you got 15 <laughs> seconds left. And then she just goes, click. Jeez. Oh. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, but I'd still bang you with a, with one arm. I'm, I'm good. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't tap out. He comes back like Rocky. <laughs> right? Fucking blood all over his face. <laughs> he's walking over and he's just like bringing his shoulder. Just like dragging There's his shoulder. There's 60 <laughs> seconds last and he's fucking finished. He's like, we did <laughs> Yo, Adrian. And the two of them go in the bedroom, and the cl- door closes with like magical music behind them. Good for them. Yeah. <laughs> you just see, tur- you just hear turtle whimpering in fear. <laughs> he was almost there. He almost represented us. Uh, back to the card. <laughs> um, Gunther, Gunther, your Intercontinental Champion, taking on Matt Riddle, and uh, yeah, it, it was it was good for what it was as far as the match. I I did appreciate having uh, having chops on a foot. <laughs> and the return the, was... hang on before you get into anything the return of the walter chance yes <laughs> i miss those man only in london um yeah so the walter chance coming back for gunter uh riddle taking the loss but then we have the uh the beat down by imperium to have the sword clank drew mcintyre is back and uh I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at no. I'm not mad at all. I I did think that he was done with the company because he he immediately removed all mentions of WWE from his social media. Um, but he is back. Yeah, but everybody does that. Becky did that a couple weeks ago. This is true. Uh, so yeah, so Drew Drew in the in the Intercontinental uh, title picture, and if there was anybody to as like we say with Roman, anybody to take the belts off of him, if there was anybody to take the belt off of Gunter, it would be Drew, and so. Uh, I still think Gunter's Gunter will at the end of Gunter's uh, uh, intercontinental title run, like this current run, which I predict will end at SummerSlam. Go ahead. No, he will be the longest reigning intercontinental champion in history because he's already like they have to say now he's the longest reigning intercontinental champion of the modern era. Right. Right. But I believe Honky Tonk has the record. Mm hmm. Of like 700, 800 days or whatever, 700 days, something like that. And I think Walter might be, or I'm sorry, oof, oof, that slipped. Yep. yep. I think Gunther might be at yep. like 400, 500, something like that. 600, maybe. I, something like that. I, I, I probably I, should have done research on I, it. I smell, a, I smell a bet coming. Um, moving on. Oh, well, now I'm going to research. There you go. Uh, same deal with this match, Cody Rhodes and Dominic Mysterio. It's it was good for what it was. This this whole uh, scenario was basically just a stopgap between the sandwich that is Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar. Okay, um, as we saw on on Monday Night Raw uh, with his with Lesnar's weird run in. Um, not much else other than just <laughs> taking taking a, a, a Cody stunner from from him. Uh, and then just progressing this this storyline, Dominic took the loss, and that's that. Really, really nothing much of uh, of note uh, for that match. And then <laughs> the surprises of all surprises, I guess, would be hearing uh, your time is up and my time is now because yeah. we have a balding balding John Cena making his, his appearance. Hey man, hey man. I could say that. Stop it. Nope. I Let's can, not. I no, 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 no. I, I don't appreciate it, all right? I can He's got it. a nice head of hair. Hey, he's got a crown going on. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Are we, oh, is this touching a nerve? 
right? Oh, <laughs> some of us, listen, some of us yes. know the struggle that Mr. Cena's going through. Yes, some of us do. Hence why we do this now. <laughs> Hence why. Okay, some of us aren't there yet yeah. mentally. Okay, <sighs> I know. It's, listen, I believe. Let me let me walk you through this. By the way, time out. No, 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 no. no, no if no. you've seen if you've seen my dad and all of my grandfathers, mm. you would know. You would know it's coming. I know it's coming. Let me, I just haven't accepted it yet. I love my hair. There will be. Coming. By the way, honky tonk man, <laughs> four hundred and fifty-three days. I'm changing the subject. Pedro Morales, four hundred and twenty-four days. Macho man, four hundred and thirteen. Don Morocco, three eighty-four. The day will Gunther's come. Gunther's it over a year. He won it on June tenth, twenty twenty-two. The day will come when you have to make a tough decision. I know. And you're gonna look in the mirror. And you're gonna see a razor blade there, and this is sounding very dark. And I'm gonna cut my fucking wrist and, and bleed out <laughs> in the tub <laughs> because I want to go bald because of your hair. Wow, priorities. I got it. Um, listen, sometimes we just have to make that that decision and make what's right for us, and know that for the rest of our lives, it's gonna be shave it and shave it and shave it and move on. Are <laughs> oh, 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 you studying law now? Shave it and shave it? Shave it, shave it and shave it, Esquire. It's a New York joke. I'm pretty sure that only people from New York are going to get that <laughs> one. Shave it, man, shave it. She's going to shave it and that's it. And I've said my piece. Anyway, John Cena should should embrace that as well. Uh, when he's ready, he will I'm do just that. happy. I st- I'll look good in a fitted, Listen, fitted hat no Dwayne, matter what. Dwayne Johnson, amazing hair, head of hair. He embraced it. Sometimes you just got to embrace it. Um, Oh, You're talking about the fucking rock, man. Okay, okay, he still had a great head of hair. I can still say it. He's got a great head. Okay. Oh, it's easy. Pause. Uh, <laughs> okay. He, he has a great dome, yes. <laughs> his, I mean, even pause, more pause. pause. Pause the pause. His his the crown of his head is uh, perfectly shaped. This, this whole okay, episode, mine isn't. Whole episode all right? is, is off the rail. How do you know this? Because I've looked at it. You don't know until you shave it. I look at the back of my head every day, okay, and I am fucking disgusted, and I just want to live my life in a fucking hat. Just enjoy it. Then, okay, live your life in a hat, but you're going to have to shave it off. I I mean, probably, yes. I understand that. I'm just not ready. The, the, the hat's not helping at all. Uh, I'm just not ready for it. Uh, so Cena makes his uh, return to WWE and delivers the message that all of London wanted to hear. That, but didn't know that they wanted to hear until he said it. And why is John Cena here? Why is John... Just to tease the fact that, oh, man, yeah, we should probably have this in WrestleMania in London. And the place went absolutely batshit crazy. And you know what? They should. And it should be it should be the place for the first, if, if my memory serves me correctly, the first time that WrestleMania has been off of North American soil. Because um, it's been in Canada. It's, of course, been in America. I can't recall any other time it's been anywhere else. No, Mexico, Puerto Rico. That doesn't make any sense. No, that's not a thing. Um, so, so yeah. So, no, 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 no. They are places. No, no, for I know sure. They, okay. they are places. Talk but... about mania being being a thing there. Um, and then Grayson Waller coming out, of course, with the uh, the famous heel spot. You know, they do it in mania all the time, and he's talking about having mania in in Australia. I think that that was pretty funny. Um, and then WrestleMania. Australia, WrestleMania, Australia, <laughs> and so then uh, Cena uh, giving him an attitude adjustment, and that was it. Um, 
but again, the, the pop that he got for announcing that they want to bring London uh, a, a WrestleMania, which would technically not happen at least for another three years because you still have we have Philly coming up. Uh, What's after Philly? Twenty twenty five was not announced yet, but they have they would have a that's play, what I'm saying. They would have a, pl- a spot for that, and then the earliest, and you know it's not London. The, the earliest would be twenty six. Nah, it could be twenty five. I'm telling. <laughs> It's, I think it's. Uh, I don't know. Hey, listen, never say never. I think it's. It might be too soon, but you know that. I from what I've from what I've read, they've had the the, the Philly and this other place is already set, and then they're gonna have possibly the earliest would be twenty six that they could have London Mania. Where do you know where? Do you know what places bid on twenty five? By any chance? Oh, that's going to be a lot of fucking researching to do. So, yeah, going back to the Gunter thing, Mm. he's at over a year. I think he's about maybe 400 days, 365, plus another month. Yeah, he's at like 380 right now. So he only has to get to, what, 484? I'm still 100 days? That's WrestleMania. I'm still taking Drew. Um, that doesn't sound right. That's before WrestleMania. Yeah, it's way before. We're still taking, still yeah, taking, still it's December. Taking, still taking Drew. Um, it looks like it possibly, maybe, sort of might be in U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis. Oh, that's the new that's the new stadium for the Vikings. For the Vikings, yes. Yeah, which apparently, All right. which apparently is a is a sweet little place, but uh, it only only holds about seventy three thousand. That's what I'm saying. If they go to Wembley, if they sell out the Wembley, 90,000 two nights in a row, quick math, that's 180,000 tickets, brother. Brother. Yeah. That's nuts. No, yeah. That would be largest attendance, right? Largest WrestleMania attendance. But what happened? With- I love that they can do this now. Everything is just the largest attendance. I know. I know. But what happened with just the... because? Oh, hey, we switched it to two nights. Wait, 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 hey, wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. Go. What was the attendance for uh, for uh, uh, Mania in Dallas? That was one night, and it was a uh, hundred thousand. No, no, no. I'm talking oh. about the the recent Mania. It's two nights. That was was that last year? That was Austin. No, it wasn't Austin. That Owens? was the first two. That was the first two night, right? No. Uh... I don't know if that was a, was it the first two night. Anyway, it was. I in, think that was the first two night that wasn't in the performance center. AT and T. It was still an AT and T stadium. Yes, you, you're probably yeah. right. Right, but that was with Austin and uh, and Owens, wasn't it? Yeah, okay. I think that was like a hundred and I think that sold eighty thousand, seventy thousand two nights in a row. Night that was night one, and the night two was uh. Well, that's two nights in a row. It was Sami Zayn and uh, Johnny Knoxville. Yeah. Right. Okay, I, I want to know the attendance on that because that place holds what. Hundred thou? At capacity, yeah. <laughs> but that's my point. I don't know if it was capacity. It was. It was right after all the all the you know viral bullshit. Okay, check that out. Um, then we get to the women's money in the bank, and the the spot just go right to the the two spots that uh sorely stick out. Which you know th- this this match here went uh a, a slower start but a hell of a build to the end excuse me as uh Zelina up the off the ladder the top ladder and having the, the other ladder uh uh horizontal to said ladder that was that was standing underneath the money in the bank briefcase 
with Zelina Vega taking uh, Zoe Stark and doing a power bomb, like a, like a uh, uh, what is it, uh, like a Panama Sunrise a Canadian destroyer onto the ladder. Z- Zoe Stark's head, Code Red, Code Red. <laughs> so freaking name for every for the same thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Zoe Stark's head going into one of the rungs and looking looking like she's about to get decapitated, and then that spot. And then the final spot with Bailey and Trish going at it on on opposite sides of the of the ladder. All prior to all that, though, uh, uh, Becky Lynch making the decision to push uh, Io Sky off the ladder and pushing the ladder, which uh, I I did like that decision. But then going to the end with the two of them, Becky and and Bailey on the ladders, and Io Sky coming up with the handcuffs, uh, which was foreshadowed before there was you know the handcuffs being p- used and played throughout the match. Uh, yeah. the the handcuffs being used for the first time in a very creative way with Becky Lynch and Bailey getting handcuffed by Eo, Eo uh, Sky uh, between the rungs and then Eo climbing over Bailey to get to the top and the shot uh, of her on top of the ladder with the two of them just looking at each other in disdain <laughs> while handcuffed to each other uh, was brilliant I thought that was an awesome creative way to to uh, finish that um. And we According have, to the interwebs, yeah, and Eo Sky wins the Money in the Bank. Yes, shout out Eo Sky. Shout out, she Eo Sky. absolutely deserves to win a title for this, but it needs to be Asuka. Oh, there's just no reason yeah. for it to be Rhea Ripley. Mm. You know that there's history, mm. and for God's sake, mm-hmm. give me my goddamn <laughs> captions when they talk. <laughs> I want to see the other one call stupid and the other one call her a bitch. Please. God damn it. I don't want to read it the next day. It's hard to do, though, when it's live. No, it's not. I mean, people, it's what closed captions for, but no, it's not. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. Listen, we're going to edit this part out. Okay. Clip ready. Yeah. Uh, go. Yes. Okay. Hey, I don't know if you know this. Uh, in in professional wrestling. Sure. They're sometimes given a script oh, of what right. they want to say. No, stop. Okay, so you know, let's just let's just say that, for instance, they might be able to, you know, take some of the script, put it on the screen. Would that be such a bad thing? And what if they go? Off It'd script? be hilarious for everyone. What if they improvise? Okay, back to the show. What if, and go. so yeah, like I said, they could just give us fucking captions, man. <laughs> WrestleMania thirty-eight, goddamn it! Don't improvise. Seventy-seven thousand the first night and seventy-eight thousand the second night for a total, a disputed total of one hundred fifty-six thousand three hundred and fifty-two. Always disputed. <laughs> Always disputed. Ugh. The damn stage takes up way too much. If they could just do the smaller stages, like they do with the uh, the. Well, now hang on a second. The, the, sm- the stage doesn't take up twenty thousand seats. The stage takes up at least ten thousand. But that's my point. Capacity is a hundred. Right. Okay. For a football for a football game, that is. I mean, that is a, 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 the whole side. Think of about the how much of the field during a WrestleMania is seats. Right, but that that's the whole corner of that that stadium is empty. Not just right above the Titan, just right above the Tron. All, everything behind the Tron, and there are. I, I take that back. There are seats behind the Tron. They, they're cheaper and you you know obstructed view. But yeah. they, there are seats there, so everything behind the actual like backdrop, there's nobody there. So okay. what's that? I'll give you the ten thousand. Okay, that's all fine and good. But my point being, so then why would it? Why would they? Then why would they under inflate the number? 
Uh, well, that's my point. Mm-hmm. They overinflated the number to look like it was, you know, they can't say that it was a sellout. But you're saying overinflate. But they can I'm say saying, it was a lot further than what it was. You're saying overinflate. I'm saying underinflate. Was, I don't think they did. But how is that possible if, if it was 100, if the 100, it seats 100,000 people? Oh, because it didn't sell out. Oh. <laughs> that's the point I'm trying to make. It didn't sell out. A WrestleMania in London has the potential to sell the fucking place out to the roof. How did, how did WrestleMania not sell out? Jeez. Because there was two nights. That's why. Okay, but you still sell out both nights. The first, the uh, WrestleMania 30 uh, play button was 32, right? San Francisco? 32, WrestleMania yes. 33, I'm going to say, was in Dallas. That one sold out. That one was a hundred thousand people for one fucking for night. One night, yes, <laughs> for one night. But we have we have marks that are hosting this show right now that are planning on going for two nights. You don't think there's there's seventy or eighty thousand people that will do the same thing? Where are these marks? Okay, uh, where are they? You point them out to me. I'll take care of them. Turn your mic off. Seth Rollins taking on Finn Balor for the World Heavyweight Championship. Ferg. And uh, Fergie Ferg and the the Coupe de Graces, uh, being in play for this uh, good this French. Match. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I practiced for years. Um, I thought they were doing this too quickly with the uh, the breakup of Judgment Day, but after Raw, I you know I, I can appreciate the fact that we're we're going back and forth with this and we're setting up something here. I don't think it's a break. I'm sorry. I don't think it's a breakup. Uh oh. I think it's an ousting. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. If you remember a couple you a couple weeks back, there was Finn was getting all caught up in his mentals and everything. Yes. When you first started to see the dissension, and there was a backstage segment, I forgot who they were interviewing, but behind the interview, you can see Finn Balor talking with J D McDonough. Yes. Fuck. I I butcher his fucking. Stage it. name now. <laughs> you got it. Uh, Congrats. But yeah, they were talking back there. So there's two options that were came up in my head. What if you do? Jor- oh, I almost said Jordan Devlin again. JD McDonough mm-hmm. coming into the Judgment Day the same way that Finn Balor did. He on. takes out the he takes out the uh, the head. Oh. So he takes out Finn. Finn goes. Now you have JD McDonough. And Finn going at it. The more likely option is that Finn wants to surround himself with people that he likes, which is Rhea and Dom. Mm. He doesn't really like Damien anymore, but he does like JD McDonough. So you just house Damien and you have McDonough come in. Okay. That's all well and good. I, I just I thought it was premature in the beginning, but again, as you just laid everything out and I, I i agree with that whole scenario and we thought everything about the judgment day has been premature yes think about it but so far it's been it's been a better storyline they've done they've done more with judgment it is day. the second best storyline in all of wwe right now it, they've done more with judgment day than i initially thought they would and i thought judgment day would yeah. just be another crappy faction when it when it first got created and uh it's it's been really good uh all thanks to <laughs> Dirty Dom. We'll talk about uh, more later on. Um, but Seth Rollins and Finn Balor. Condom. Uh, condom. Uh, Finn Balor getting uh, uh, distracted by the newly minted uh, Money in the Bank winner in Damian Priest as he sits on the uh, outside uh, in his chair. He's going for the coup de grace. 
coup de grace as they pronounce it i think that's way wrong i, I don't know why they keep I, it does sound wrong right every time they say that i was like yeah i, thought, I always thought it was coup de gras yeah, yeah. and it's just because the one line of national treasure and the coup de gras okay. area 51 but uh Seth that would be my that would be my finisher i would call my finisher the area 51, area 51. yeah it's, 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 it would be an f5 it's, it's oh i thought it was gonna be like a probe no no no, no. it would be an f5 no <laughs> that's my <laughs> That's my submission move. I get you in the STF, but then I also stick a finger in your butt. <laughs> uh, call it the Area 51. <laughs> you just got probed by Joe Black. Nice. <laughs> the Reaper probe. Uh, and then our main event. <laughs> Segways are just awful today. Our main event with Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa taking on the Usos uh, in the Bloodline uh, Civil War. And what a slow build. What a slow burn for this this one here. It was like a good 15 minutes of just things just taking their time, taking their sweet-ass time until it just went off. And the, the bell went off and shit just went down. <laughs> and... Uh, uh, Uso's getting stacked up and Reigns uh, thinking he's going to get the pin on both of them. They kick out. Uh, the super kicks on Solo, the super kicks on Roman Reigns, the splash from Jay off the top rope. Last time he was pinned, December of 2019, and it was all foreshadowed by Michael Cole, who pointed that out. So thank you very much, Mr. Michael Cole. And he was pinned for the first time in three years. And so... The Usos have taken this win. Tomorrow we have our our Tribal Chief uh, Council trial on SmackDown. Um, but this is just, again, the, the gift that keeps on giving with the storyline. Uh, calls backstage, uh, on a side tangent, calls backstage for this storyline to slowly go away. Uh, 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 what's his name? Um... Jim Cornette has said uh, on record that on his podcast that the storyline has gone way too long, and uh, to that I, I, with all due respect, Mister Cornette, fuck off. And uh, this this is just again been the story that's been been giving been given, giving, and you'd, you'd be bitching and moaning if it was, still wasn't happening. And when it finally ends, you'll know when it ends, but you will stand up and, and applaud the last three years plus that this has been going down because it has been without a doubt the best one of the best storylines i will not say the for recency bias but i will say one of the as we said the last couple of weeks one of the best storylines that wwe has ever put together and you will be sad when it's gone so appreciate it just like anything else appreciate it while you have it now because we're gonna get jay versus reigns uh possibly at SummerSlam. Then inevitably solo breaking off, and then there's talk of I don't think Jay's going to win this at SummerSlam to win the belt, but possibly getting the rematch of Cody versus Reigns at WrestleMania to finally take the belt off him. Roman Reigns debuted in the WWE at Survivor Series in 2012. Do you know the first person? to pin Roman Reigns after his debut at Survivor Series 2012? One frog-splashing Jay Uso. 
Yes, long-haired Jey Uso back then with the face paint. Yes. Do you by any chance know who the second person to pin Roman Reigns on the main roster in WWE was? Wasn't it Cody? It was Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes, yeah. Sweet, sweet irony. Boy, if they pull that off. That'd be awesome. If they honestly, if they pull that off and Cody Rhodes is the one to win the title from him, and that's how like it happens, it's the first and the second person ever, and that's how this streak comes to an end. Mm-hmm. I will confidently say, and I will say it now, but just not as confidently, and I would have probably have to back it up, but I will confidently say that the bloodline story from start to finish mm-hmm. is the best storyline in pro wrestling history ever. If it goes down the way you just described it, I I, I will agree. Even without the record, mm-hmm. even without the even without Bruno's record, right, still goes down as one of the greatest storylines in wrestling history. Yes, I completely agree because it's it not only encompassed who was in the group, it encompassed people coming into the group who weren't part of it, and it just made it that much better. Also, and leaving the group. And leaving the group. And then also everybody else that were facing the bloodline, it brought everybody together because they're, they're all looking for the tag team titles. They're all looking for the, the World Heavyweight Championship. They're all gunning for it. And these this group had it all. And so uh, it, it's just entertaining as hell. And, uh, yeah, I, I think if even, you know, even without that, stipulation towards the end there with Cody and being involved I still think that this might be up there as as one of the best and again you're all gonna be sorry when it's gone it's it's taking too long it's taking too long appreciate appreciate what you have here because this is not coming it hasn't come around since you know the last 20 some odd years uh, as far as the storyline this good and it may take another 20 to 30 years before we see it again so appreciate what we got here um I also, History in the making, quite literally. Literally. You should take it in. I want to also uh, 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 give kudos to uh, What Culture Wrestling for what I'm about to talk about, because I thought this was a very interesting point. WWE has done an amazing job uh, with, and, their, with their premium live events. And, an amazing job. What did I say? You said they did an amazing job. I just could not let that pass. I'm sorry. <laughs> WWE has done an amazing job with their Thank premium you. live events. I, I I knew that. We have teachers watching this, dude. Come I know, on. I know. You're, you're good. Be on your P's and Q's. We're good. They've done an amazing job with their P, <laughs> with their PLEs. And their model that they switched to, if you noticed uh, things being a little different, is because they've they've made a conscious decision to make them different. Um, and I've I've noticed this, but they, they kind of pointed it out in a in a concrete way that makes sense. So when you had the pay-per-views, even on the network, um, they would come two, three months, every like two, three months, and you'd have you know an event that was in a small arena, and everything was already lined up. Like you knew the you knew from the the from day one January what the entire schedule was going to be, and you're like, all right, I'm going to be ready for this date, this date. You know, the smaller pay-per-views, it's fine. Whatever we'll we'll get we'll get through elimination chamber we'll get through backlash blah blah blah. Now this new model, you will not know what's happening at least for two months. What the next pay per view is going to be? Everything's shorter as far as your your knowledge of what 
is to come. You may know you may, you may know what's coming up, like the next pay per view is coming up. You don't know you don't know areas. You don't know dates. Everything is kind of just gone in this like two three month push. But every and, major pay per view premium live event is going to be around the same time. You're still going to have the first pay per view is going right. to be Royal Rumble. Right. The next big one is going to be WrestleMania, and then Un- SummerSlam comes in the summer. Like uh, that understood. stuff is always going to be understood. The same. But you, but again, you knew you knew exact dates. You knew exactly where it was going to be. Like now, you don't know that. So they they've they've done away with that. They've also made all these smaller events ninety times bigger. And at least I'm just talking for for this year. So you've had uh uh you know Rumble is is always been in an outside arena now in the last couple of years they've they've made that huge uh elimination chamber they had that with in Montreal with the main event being the way over Sami Zayn versus uh, Roman Reigns you had Backlash who was, was like in the past like what the fuck do I want with Backlash they had it in Puerto Rico headlined by Baboni. Uh, there you go. And, and that being way over to the point where now that might be a staple of WWE, just have it in Puerto Rico forever. <laughs> that That's how good it was. Uh, Money in the Bank in London at the O2 Arena, who, again, it was a, it was a good pay-per-view. It was never this good uh, to the point where this – they also had – let me get to my article here on – Viewership jumping 17% from last year's record surpassed uh, the last premium live event, which was Clash of the Castle, by 30%. Uh, sponsorship revenue was up 9% versus last year. Money in the Bank marked the highest grossing arena event for venue merchandise in the history of world wrestling, wrestling entertainment. They also set a new record for on-location fan experience packages, becoming the highest grossing non-WrestleMania event ever. And the event became the most social money in the bank of all time with video views of Bloodline Civil War uh, reaching 40 million in the first 48 hours. Four times that uh, the top clip of Night of Champions um, with Jey Uso super kicking Roman Reigns. This wow. this event had all the, those accolades, plus again, the fact that it just stepped up its game for a premium live event. My point being is that th- whatever model they they're, they've used in the last, at least bu- from last year up until this point, has done record numbers as I just pointed out, and has a completely different feel to them. Like these little smaller events mean just as much because of the stories that are coming into them. So it, it's 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 a good time <laughs> in WWE. Um, they're, they're doing an amazing job with everything. I I just I, I can't say. Other than no, I really can't. I can't say anything bad that, that they've they've done. It's like this, the the matches for Money in the Bank there were some better than others. Of course, that happens in every uh, pay per view premium live event. But overall, I thoroughly enjoyed Money in the Bank, um, and everything that it's it's just you know set up for going forward. Uh, so yeah, I just wanted to point that out. I, th- I think that the, if you if you've noticed that you know th- these little smaller events are are seem bigger than than they used to in the past, there's a reason why. All right, that's uh, I like that model. If I'm being honest, I think it's a lot better that they do it that way. It's more close to the vest, and I like that they're doing it that way. Mm-hmm. Less leaks. Yes. Yeah. So I'm actually really glad that I I like figuring stuff out. <laughs> It's always been a passion of mine. I go, oh, it's in Montreal. Sammy's going to fucking win, and then he doesn't win. And I'm like, god damn it. I should have seen that. 
That's why I like cop shows so much. Oh, okay. Fucking second the show starts, I go, it was the brother that did it. The fucking brother killed him. I swear to God. Racist bitch. You racist fuck. Whoa. Racist. It was the brother whoa, that did it. Whoa, 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 whoa. You said it was the brother that did it. No, I, I didn't say it was the brother that did it. I said it was the brother that did it. Okay. Meaning the person's sibling. Oh, brother. Yeah, the brother of a person in there. It sounded like you said brother, and that's what I got offended. No, I was just talking fast, and I'm from New York. It's it the, happens. It's, it's the it's the black guy. I, I get it. Fine. No. Whatever. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not a racist. Hmm. Don't give me that. Don't give me that. Don't give me that look. Whoa, 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 whoa. Do you really think I'm a racist? I got to take a break here. We'll come back. After this commercial break. <laughs> uh, shout out, by the way, uh, off of WWE. Shout out to uh, uh, my boy Eddie is a champ. He is a champion. Um, he is the new New Japan Pro Wrestling strong openweight champion uh, after after beating Kenta. Uh, Still doesn't mean as much. It doesn't, but, he's, but he has a belt. Um, he has a belt. That's good. He has a so belt. what? Now it's going to be uh, winner take all, loser leaves town. Fucking Claudio <laughs> versus Eddie Kingston. There you go. Too many belts. Too, too, I, I never times. really thought about the belt situation when it came to. Oh my god, there are too many belts. There are. There's too many belts. Eddie Kingston winning this belt. I go. All right, there are too many belts, dude. Was, I genuinely believe he should not have won any belt until he won the AEW World Championship. That's where we disagree. At least, at least you could have gotten AEW like the TNT Championship or something, something in AEW. But I feel like this. Hey, is, man, here's a second place trophy. I know this is. I had a boy. Yeah, this feels very like. Yeah, this feels very. Just take this and shut up. Um. So yeah. So well, he's a champion. So no, this feels very. Just take this. So your fans shut up. This. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I commend him on on this. You know, it is it is a a you know, accolade you can put on his resume. Um, but looking forward to him being a champion in AEW. Uh, speaking of New Japan, um, <laughs> again, when do we just go too far with the blood? <laughs> um, oh, uh, what do you mean? Yeah. So Twitter, in all its pure glory pure uh, unfiltered you know baby face glory by the way pure and twitter never two fucking words i would never absolutely absolutely fucking not uh they erupted it is the most impure social media platform in the world it's it's the devil's work it really is just the worst and Um, i'm a devil worshiper what do you want to say big mjf man (laughs) twitter is just the worst it's such a cesspool but they went nuts because speaking of new japan uh, John Moxley was over in Japan, and uh, he was part of the uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong Independence Day show. I love, I love that they have that. Um, in a doomsday no-DQ match, uh, it was him and uh, Homicide taking on uh, El Desperado and Jun Kasei. And the spot. I'm just gonna assume that you got those names right. Nah, I'm, I'm gonna just keep moving and uh, <laughs> absolutely just like, agree with that. Um, so, but Moxley, of course, because he doesn't know how not to bleed, uh, was bleeding, and he f- got further stabbed by June 
in the head with many, many, many chopsticks. And if you've seen this image, it's basically John Moxley with, I'd have to say. Sort of like skewers, like kebab skewers. They look like skewers, but they, they were, I mean, according to also the announcers, <laughs> they were chopsticks. Um, oh. But American chopsticks. I mean, I'm sorry, American announcers. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> what a, uh, American announcers are Japanese. American announcers. All right, that's just racist. Say, okay. <laughs> American chopsticks. If you look at this, if you look at this photo, it's him with, I have to say, at least a good, if not more, 20 chopsticks just fanning I've out. I've seen it. Fanning out from his head. And go Google this image. What are we doing? But why? Why do we have to do this? It's it's a cool yeah, shot. Yeah, I don't I don't understand the point of. Uh, listen, I love a good blade. So, I love someone getting run into an ex, an exposed turnbuckle and then you turn around and they just got a crimson mask. Yeah, it's great. I love it. <laughs> the crimson mask. But uh, having skewers sticking out of your head, making you look like Bugs Bunny, doesn't really do it for me. The comments on uh, on Twitter. This is just gross and disgusting. Another one. I can't imagine what he's going to do in two weeks and blood and guts. True story. Another one. Wild oh to think. God, I forgot about that. Wild to think this bum was once Dean Ambrose in WWE. Another one. <laughs> <laughs> he, another one. He's turned into a one trick pony. Say what you want about about his WWE run. At least he didn't bleed every match. Another one. WWE has never taken this guy back. Not that he was going to ever go back. Um, uh, 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 uh. Brett I Hart. mean, that's not true. Look at how much Cody bled. This is true. A, a lot, yeah. Uh, Bret Hart, WWE Hall of Famer, um, cited John Moxley as an example of what kind of product fans should refrain from watching. He says, quote, AEW has kind of gone in a bad direction, I think, with all the violence and gore. I watched some episodes. I watch, I'm watching AEW, and I'm watching... Who used to be Dean Ambrose sticking a fork in somebody's head for like five minutes with a close up on TV? This isn't wrestling either. I would recommend turning all that off. I don't watch that stuff anymore. Wrestling is going in some bad directions because people don't know where wrestling is or wrestling was. Unquote. Abdullah the Butcher. I mean, yeah. come on. I understand what Brett is saying, but also it's not like it's a new thing. No, no, I, I, I didn't get that. He, he was saying it's a new thing, but it's every fucking day. It's every damn time you see him. It's every, it was every it's damn every, time you saw Abdullah. Uh, okay, so then then that's that's that was his shtick. But this is every every match. First of all, AEW's, this is television. I think that's the thing. It's uh, well, they have a bigger, uh, bigger platform to to kind of express all this stuff. Yeah, and you know, this is not the days of ECW with ex you know extreme uh, championship wrestling and going off the rails. This is not the days of Abdullah the Butcher. You can have the the funny thing was is that I, I remember seeing this or saying this to myself watching the uh, watching Money in the Bank. Rollins bled, and I was like, oh my god, they're showing blood. And it was literally yeah, by accident. It was literally a, it was an accident. There was literally a trickle of blood. <laughs> it was like off his cheek. It was like a little dot. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, there's blood. Meanwhile, it's like, oh, okay, here we go again. Like John Moxley's doing this again. It, at some point, you know, the the law of diminishing returns. We've well past. We're well past that part. Like we we've we've driven past that, and we're we um apparently we're not turning back. It's 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 just going. It's 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 way too much. Like. 
we could just chill with it and we're good. We could still have a same like blood and guts. Do it in blood and guts. It's in the damn name. We get it. We get what we're we're about to expect here. <laughs> I said that I said that exact same fucking thing about eighty episodes ago, which is hilarious. <laughs> blood and guts. It's in the fucking it's name. The fucking Although I'm pretty sure I go, Blood and guts, it's in the name. Give me guts. <laughs> I've seen the blood. I want guts. <laughs> um, it's in the name. I get that. Where it's still, it can't be at every damn uh, dynamite. Any day that ends in Y, we're gonna have a a, a blood uh, situation here. It's uh, okay. We we get it. Enough is enough. Um, that was uh, blood talk. Uh, where else was I going here? Um, dirty dom. Let's talk. Let's let's talk about condom. Oh, condom. Uh, condom convict dominic i don't know what you were thinking of uh yeah, no he's his name is dominic he's dominic. a convict he's a convict condom condom right uh yeah. he uh was getting uh blasted on social media by one dutch mantel who uh, called out wwe for now using as uh, dominic came out dirty dom is his new uh his new moniker his new nickname and Dutch Mantel is not a fan because he went by Dirty Dutch for years. He said, WTF at WWE just blatantly ripping off my dirty name as if, you know, his name was Spike Lee and you couldn't have a TV station named Spike and he sued and he lost that. Uh, I digress. My dirty name by now calling Dominic Mysterio Dirty Dominic? That doesn't even sound right. There's only one dirty man and it's Dirty Dutch Mantel. Thanks, WWE, for being so original. Said the fucking homophobe who uh, have nobody's heard of since the days of uh, we, we the we, people. We the people. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, you can go fuck off. Uh, Dirty Dom is here to stay, and he is already in the, the the two days that he's had the name made more of it than than Dutch Mantel ever had. So again, just go go fuck yourself. Um, He's also forgetting about uh, Fandango's Twitter handle. Why does he go after Fandango for that? What's that? It's at Dirty Dango. Oh, Dirty. <laughs> yeah, that's that's more egregious. Jeez, Dirty Dango. Dirty Dango. Uh, AEW. Be a lot different. It was Dirty Dangle, but what? What were you saying? <laughs> AEW. They should should change it. You were saying something else. <laughs> AEW <laughs> in what is a repeated story of of ours as far as ratings go and Dax Harwood had to defend AEW Collision's shockingly low ratings because after that first episode <clears throat> which saw pretty good numbers they dropped significantly to the point uh let's see here numbers were July 1st so this past Friday Dropped to an average of 452,000 viewers. Yikes. 0.13 rating. Pretty much exactly what Rampage was getting. Is getting. Is getting. Let <laughs> me make that distinction also. Is getting. A one-hour show is now getting the same ratings as a Saturday uh, two-hour show, which is also supposed to be So what supposed, you're saying is their, the their, weekend. The equivalent of Dynamite. Yeah, exactly. And what you're saying is the weekend is not the best for wrestling. Uh, I think we would, unless it's a premium live event, I think we've established that many times. And what you're saying is Saturday night may not be all right for fighting. It may not be. Well, that was quick. Damn. That was quick. Two weeks Tell in. Tell me Elton was wrong this whole time? Three weeks in. Jeez. Uh, wow. Former WWE. <laughs> is that star? 
Uh, Jonathan Coachman took to Twitter with criticism of he a, was a star. Uh, was he a star? He was with the Rock in almost every segment of his. <laughs> he was star. Star. Okay. <laughs> he took to Twitter with criticism of AEW president Tony Khan's booking strategy for the show, and then Dax Harwood decided to respond with uh, with his uh, criticism of Coach. He said, "Hey, Coach, we're trying to build a brand. It will take time. We understand that. Hopefully, you do too. This roster absolutely loves wrestling, like an entity." Loves it. I know you probably can't relate to that. Will this Saturday night TV show endeavor work? Who knows? What I do know is we'll all work our asses off to make it work. Uh, all all caps. Uh, I hope you and people like you give us an opportunity to show you professional wrestling is alive. I know you know how Monday nights work, but maybe you'll give us more than three weeks to make this work. If not, you're more than welcome to tell me I'm wrong. What I'm not wrong about is wrestling fans love wrestling and will always work to make them proud. Give us a chance. Unquote. Uh, uh, coach, coach went. To, I'm sorry. Uh, coach said. Um. Uh, he was responding to some guy, uh, Kyle Wright, who said, "Uh, uh, somebody should have warned them at the coach." And and he and this guy Kyle posted this this Twitter uh, from All Elite Botches that says the death of AEW, the death of hashtag AEW Collision within three weeks of its launch should be studied at Tony Khan. Uh, viewership numbers. Uh, started from 816,000, second week 595, third week 432. And then Coach said, Kyle, what do I know? Been out of the business too long. You don't know AEW fans. You're an idiot. Just watch Tony. Just watch. Tony will show you. Let me repeat myself for those except Kyle who clearly listened. Wrestling shoes do not, the wrestling shoes, he said shoes, but wrestling shows do not work on Saturdays. Never have, never will. Now you all can try. So in one breath, he was praising them and saying, giving them a chance, but then also condemning them for having them on a Saturday. So he's talking out of both sides of his mouth there. It was more like a uh, sarcasm, kind of. I think he was just talking out of one side of his ass the whole time. It was just a different tone out of that one side. <laughs> different fart, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, where you got that Area 51. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Full circle, full circle. I love a callback. Yeah, of course. Um, no, it, it's, it sounds like he's defending he's defending Tony Khan by saying, you know, he'll show you. But at the same time, also saying, he'll show you, but he won't show you on a Saturday. <laughs> like, he just picked the wrong day. He'll show you on any, any other day but Saturday. Um, I think he's praising Tony. It's more like he's praising Tony Khan and then going. And then giving advice. That's what it is. He's praising Tony Khan. And he's like, Tony Khan, do it any other day of the week. Right. You can do it. I know you can. It's just not on Saturday. Just not on Saturday. <laughs> okay. Or Sunday for that matter. Thanks, coach, for letting us know that. Would it be better though? They would should... a Sunday night show be better? What what other day would they do it? They they kind of shot themselves in the... every other day has a wrestling show already. I, that's what I'm saying. What other day would they possibly have done it unless you do it on the on the Sunday? And that would be even worse. Tuesday. Then you can't have back to back. But then you have back to back. Yeah, you can't have back to back shows. You you essentially shot yourself in the foot. I mean, there's really no other day you could have done. Wednesday Dynamite was the perfect day. It's right in the middle of the week. You know, for wrestling fans, it's perfect because you have Raw, you have SmackDown, kind of book ending Dynamite. So now, what do you do with you know? You have a Friday Night Rampage, and then you're still doing. You're technically still doing back to back because you have a Friday Rampage and a Saturday Collision. Overkill. There's one other night that you can do that you know people are going to be sitting in front of their TV prepared to watch wrestling. What's that? 
Monday night, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, please see, um, uh, uh, please see TNA for how that works out uh, when you're not as big as. Please the, see Eric Bischoff's 83 weeks podcast WC- for how that I, works I, out. Okay, please see WCW as they are a bigger company than than TNA. <laughs> and listen, balls, you have the balls to do it. Have at it. That's that's all well and good. Uh, you know, kudos to uh, to um, uh, Dixie for for pulling that that monstrosity off it didn't work at all but you know kudos for having the balls i think it, it would um miss Carter. balls for sure balls for sure uh tyler breeze still getting a, a check from wwe even though he was fired two years ago he still do he still does uh uh the upped up down downs um for uh youtube and, and wwe so he's still still getting paid for that um talked about eddie kingston getting his belts and last thing we will talk about is Tyler Breeze is like the Bobby Bonilla. So, oh my God, thank you for saying that. Oh my God, this is why you're on the show. Um, I I know I may interrupt you once in a while because you know internet might be shitty, but I'll bring up a good point. Uh, happy Bobby Bonilla Day to all the Met fans. July first. Um, I I always like bringing this up not because uh I constantly get that. Oh my God, you look like Bobby Bonilla. Uh, I don't get paid like him either. Um, he gets. One Hang point, on, people have said that many times. I I either get is it just because you're a bald black guy? Uh, if I if I you're, you're not even that black. If I take I'm not. If I take was very dark skin. If I take off my goatee and just have the mustache, I I do look like him. Um, two thousand. If you do not do not know the history, I, I always find this very interesting. In the year year two thousand, the Mets agreed to buy out the remaining five point nine million dollars. Of Bobby, Bobby Bonilla's contract. However, instead of paying Bobby the five point nine million at the time, which they could have just done, and this would all have been over with, the Mets agreed to make annual payments of nearly one point two million for twenty five years, starting July first, twenty eleven, including a negotiated eight percent interest. Saturday, the fifty nine year old collected a check for one million one hundred and ninety three thousand. $248.20 from the New York Mets as he has and will every July 1st from 2011 through 2035. Happy Bobby Bonilla Day, everybody. Happy Bobby Bonilla Day, but that's going to pale in comparison to freaking Fernando Tatis Day that's going to come in a few years. <laughs> Fernando Tatis, when uh, he uh, signed his contract, it was $330 million for 14 years. <laughs> okay. Yeah. In 2021, he got a million. In 2022, he got five. Uh, 23, he got seven. 24, he'll get 11. For 25 and 26, he'll get 20 million. Okay. For 27 and 28, he'll get 25 million. And then for 29 through 34, he'll get 36 million. <laughs> what a ramp up. Jeez. <laughs> Oh my God! What a that's gonna be Padres fans are gonna be fucking ruining the day. Well, but granted, Bobby Bonilla Day is kind of uh, it's not worse it's not becoming because it's been what thirty twenty three years now. It's it it has become its own. Uh, yeah. So the year two thousand is now twenty three years. So another yeah, another. Oh, uh, here's another fun fact also that has to do with baseball contracts. Another twelve years. Ken Griffey Jr. is still like right now. In 2023, Ken Griffey Jr. is the third highest salary on the Cincinnati Reds. Yeah. 
I tilt my head. It's like I forgot who the first one was. Joey Votto, and then fucking still Ken Griffey Jr. That's insane. Yeah, but it's only like four or five million or some shit like that. I listen. I, Bobby, Bobby's family is just literally just like every July first has a huge party at their house. <laughs> just like here's the check. Oh my god! So just, I would I would demand a large check be presented to me every I, July first. I, I want a large yes. I want a physically large check. Yeah, <laughs> I know I can't cash it. I might be able to online deposit it. That by the way, that'd be pretty funny. That'd if be, that part. I mean, listen. If you can, if you can like pan out <laughs> high, high enough. You just stand on the chair and you just to get the full shot of the of the check. <laughs> you go onto the balcony of that Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> All right, I'm done. Baby, I love you. <laughs> Will you marry me? Here's a, here's a large check. <laughs> I love it. Oh man, I love it. Um, really quick with uh, dynamite. Uh, the only thing with collision. Uh, speaking of uh, collision, uh, we, we're we're gonna get this. Uh, 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 Samoa Joe match with uh, CM Punk, which I'm I'm all for. Bring that back from Ring of Honor, and then Dynamite. Um, your <laughs> this birthday celebration was a hoot. I, I I I commend I do commend MJF because this is not the first time he's done this this storyline. It's probably like the fourth or fifth where he's had like the the best friend storyline. Okay, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, as as far as him, you know buddying up to the guy who's he's eventually going to have to face at you know some pay-per-view some major pay-per-view um so at, at some point all in all out whatever other you know ppvs coming coming up we can you do that one at all out yeah there you go um but yeah which yeah, is just a week after i just don't get me started on that freaking tony um i, I yeah so anyway so this uh what are we calling this 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 uh blind eliminator the AEW Blind Eliminator Tag Team Tournament. So many words. Um, yeah, so we had Cole and MJF uh, taking on uh, was it uh, Maynard? Uh, Magic. Daddy Magic Matt Menard. Matt Menard. Maynard. And The Butcher. The Butcher. Um, yeah, so that match came and went. And uh, also, oh, by the way, speaking of Blind Eliminator Tag Matches, um <laughs> Keith Lee is is something else. I, I just want to put that out there. The, the what he does, uh, and so Swerve Strickland is really good too. But uh, the what with Keith Lee does, and uh, the whole the whole match with him, you know, getting super kicked in the face by Swerve, and all the attacks that he took, and and the reversals of of Orange Cassidy's spinning DDT, <laughs> just absurd, and him tossing Darby Allen halfway across the ring, uh, amazing. Um, but. Uh, yeah, um, 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 where was I here? I was going with MGF, yes. Uh, MGF and Adam Cole after the match. Uh, Adam Cole's birthday, so happy birthday to him. And then mm-hmm. all these little, uh, these other jabronis coming out with cake and and party favors. And uh, I just I thought it was very funny and very well done. His entrance. Yeah. Their entrance. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. I can't describe how much I was audibly laughing at everything that MJF was doing. He's, he's copying him, putting his hands up, coming down the ramp. He's he's standing in front of him doing the baby uh, on a knee, like he's he's just listen when he when he, he was doing Shawn Michaels. Was, that's what he was doing. He was doing Shawn Michaels when when he leans into it. It's uh, it's great, and so which by the way, them as a new Degeneration X, 
I'm not mad at, mm. except the fact that very clearly Adam Cole should be the Michaels of that group. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but he has his own thing, though. He has his own, you know, his own shtick that he has to do every time he's in the ring. Yeah, that's true. That's not the Shawn Michaels thing. That's true. He's, he's, we don't need MJF getting in the way of he's that. He's technically... I want my Adam Cole, baby. Yes, he's technically Triple H in that whole scenario. Oh, man. <laughs> that's a good point. He is technically Triple H. Um, and then the main, let's, let's skip to the main event here uh, with Kenny Omega taking on Wheeler Yuta. And uh, fucking Claudio. <laughs> He's such a thorn. Such a thorn in everybody's side. Um, as we mentioned, no uh, no Moxley because he was getting chopsticks in his, in his head. Uh, but Don Callis... Uh, making many appearances in this uh, in this episode. He, uh, prior to earlier in the night, he came out with Jericho, and that that would be it. That faction with uh, Jericho and Don Callis. I I, I do you and Takeshita and Takeshita. I, I and uh, uh, Will Osprey. Get this whole thing going on. Get this Don Callis family faction going on, and uh, I'm all for it. And uh, that that promo that he cut with you know I don't join factions, I make them. Uh, even though he clearly looks like he's gonna, he's about to sign on with Don Callis and and have his own faction with him. Uh, I'm, I'm all for that. Uh, Callis making another another appearance uh, this time for this match here, of course, because Omega's involved. Um, security had to hold, had to hold him back. Takeshita got in there and did the Blue Thunder Bomb on him. Uh, Claudio getting into the ring uh, to jump Kenny Omega. Uh, Omega gets the win, however, uh, after a Weird looking one winged angel looked very rushed and he just landed him on his on his neck. Um so uh Omega gets the win. Uh Claudio comes for, in for the attack. The elite come in to make the save with chairs in hand. However, you have Excalibur saying, uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, we'll see you this uh, Friday on Rampage. As soon as he says that, you see Dark Order come into the ring. Hangman's about to hit Claudio with a chair. And Evil Uno pulls the chair away from Adam Page, and it fades to black. <laughs> Timing's everything, people. Timing is everything, which is why I lead back to the Kenny Omega spot with that one wing angel who just basically just did it. <laughs> it's like referee was like, just end this match, let's go. And sure enough, he did. And there you got you got the rushed uh, the rushed out, uh, as they say in the biz. So well, maybe that was the point. Nice maybe the point was to end it on a cliffhanger. On him ripping out the uh the chair hmm. you never know what's gonna happen what happens we don't know yeah that's true we don't know that is it we had a amazing premium live event we talked racism uh we talked birthdays that was on you you were the one that thought i was being racist that that's on you but if you say racist things that's that then that's on you i said nothing racist you said something racist no, I said it was the brother that killed the guy, and you said, oh, you're talking about a brother now. But and I'm like, no, no, no. You didn't say brother. You said the sibling. You said brother. Yeah, but like I said, I'm from New York. It's what we do. It must be the black guy. Is what you were saying. If Eddie King... No, no, no. No, 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 no. I said if Eddie Kingston has a brother, do you think he's going to call him, oh, this is my brother? Yeah. No, he's not. If he has a brother? Yeah. This is my brother. But he's not going to pronounce that R. Because he's from Yonkers, and y'all don't pronounce ours. My brother. This is my brother. It's my brother. 
We don't pronounce R's. Neither do you. <laughs> Anybody from the Five Boroughs, there's, there's no R in existence for the word. We're going to end the show right now because I cannot sit here for another fucking day and say and hear you say that Yonkers is part of the Five Boroughs. I never said uh-uh. that. No, no, no. I never, uh-uh. said, never said that. I never said that. You said we. You know, people from the Five Boroughs, you know, us. Uh-uh. <laughs> I didn't say that. I did not say that. Don't. don't it was implied. Don't, uh-uh. don't you ever put word, words in my mouth. We and... ain't doing that. We ain't doing that. You're upstate, okay? Don't try to fucking knock yourself least... down into down into the five boroughs. <laughs> <laughs> At least people from here are not as racist as people from Queens. I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> that was one of the best jokes you've said all day. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, well, <laughs> that is Sons of Slam. Hit us up on Twitter, Sons of Slam Show. Listen to us on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. Please tell your friends. Thank you guys so very much for reaching out to us and letting us know what you think. Um, what the hell's coming up next, by the way, other than Collision and, uh, oh, The Trial. The Trial this Friday, uh, tomorrow night, uh, on SmackDown, The Trial of Roman Reigns, uh, The Tribal Council, and, uh, Collision. Hopefully we can ta- get people to start watching that and, uh, it builds up some sort of viewership. It's also the summer. Don't expect people to be in- inside on a Saturday night. So what do we, freaking Tony. Yeah, had to do it. Had to do it. That's it, everybody. Thank you guys so very much. We will see you guys next week. Sons of Slam, we out. Not a racist. Top guys out. Racist. I'm not. The Sons of Slam podcast.